Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. A lot happening all over the world this week, all over the world. So we're going to start tonight with Africa, then we're going to go to North America, and then South America. And this is only going to be the beginning of the show, and then we're going to be all over the place. We're going to start now with Libya. The United States has ground troops in Libya, you know, now, and they are fighting. And with Libya, with us having boots on the ground in Libya, we now have boots on the ground in four different wars, four different wars at the same time. I bring this to your attention because many of us don't think or realize what's going on. Right now, we have troops fighting tooth and nail, in Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria, and Libya. In addition to which, we have troops in 100 other countries, 100 other countries. They're not fighting. They're they're special operations people. Uh, They may be training, uh, generally training, and uh, whatever else they do, spying, intelligence, I don't know. But we've got four Wars going on with people shooting at our boys and girls, and we are in 100 other countries helping out the people there, getting them ready for whatever's going to happen to them. We must be aware, boots on the ground in four different wars. We're going to go to Wyoming now. Uh, this is stupid, what I'm going to share with you now. The state of, in Wyoming, they have, they're trying to use wind power. Companies got started with wind power, and they put up the turbines, and the wind blows and makes electricity, uh, and they thought this would be a good place to do it. Well, the state legislature in Wyoming did not think it was a good idea, and I'll explain the reason why in a moment. So guess what they did? They passed a law placing a tax on the wind used. Now, I don't know how you determine how much wind is being used and how you tax wind. Does it? You can tax soil. You can tax earth. You can tax the building. Wind comes and goes. It's never in one place at the same time. Wind is fickle. I am a salesperson. I know. I'm out there in the ocean. The wind is fickle. This way, that way. And, and that's the way these, the wind is in Wyoming. Wyoming happens to be a very strong state with regard to fossil fuels. The fossil fuel people, of course, control the state legislature, the lobbyists and so forth. And they were instrumental. They made sure that this tax was imposed on the turbines, the windmills that are out there creating energy uh, via the wind. Interestingly, wind hasn't developed that much wind power, uh, not because of this tax. They're hoping the tax was going to keep it out. Maybe it does. They've only raised $15 million over four years via this taxing method, and the wind business is not going over in Wyoming, again, though, because of the fossil fuel people. Another interesting thing is Wyoming's the only state in the union that taxes wind. Wyoming's the only place in the world that taxes wind. Now we're going to go to Iowa. Uh, I want to talk about, this is terrible. In Iowa, 
lives Homer Martz, M-A-R-T-Z. Homer is a farmer, been a farmer all his life. His water comes from his well, okay? And the Chinese are building a pipeline for oil, a pipeline uh, that runs through Iowa. And it just so happens the pipeline runs next to his well. Well, that's a good way, well redundant. Uh, March didn't know this was going to happen. And he was very upset because he figures the thing's going to leak, perhaps, and it's going to leak into his only water supply. So he tried to talk to the powers to be. No one would listen to him. No one wanted to know anything. So what did he do? He had a flagpole on his property. This man, small-time farmer with a water well, used to fly the American flag every day. He put up the flag. In the evening, he took it down, folded it up. This is Homer March. And what he did was he took the flag and he put it up upside down, stars on the bottom. And he did this to bring attention to his plight. Well, what do you think the authorities did? They went out and arrested him. They said it was desecration, desecration of the American flag. Uh, and in some people's minds, it might be. There is the law in his state in Iowa is very broad. It covers about 30 different things you can do with a flag that constitutes desecration. Uh, it just so happens, and I bring this to your attention, that ain't desecration. As you know, you see it on TV. In this country, in foreign countries, people burn our flag. People stomp on our flag. People spit on our flag. And our United States Supreme Court, in a case in 1980 and another one in the 1990s, said that that's free speech. You do it in this country, you can't be arrested for it. You are expressing your feeling for your country by desecrating the American flag. I bring this to your attention because Iowa shouldn't even have this stupid law in the books anymore. They should take it off because now March is going to go through the expense of an attorney. Uh, the public's going to pay money to pay the judge's time, the court staff time, the cops who arrested him, and the paperwork involved, and he's going to win in the end. But why put this poor farmer through this who had a flag up every day? He's a good American citizen. That's what happened in Iowa. We're going down to Argentina now. Monsanto is a powerhouse. I don't have to tell you this. Uh, in the United States, Monsanto controls food product big time. Probably, probably the biggest producer of foodstuffs, of what you and I buy in the supermarket. And I say they're big here and they are a controlling factor in our country because if you take the time to look at the laws that specifically cover Monsanto, Boy, are they protected. Do you know? You can go, you go, their properties are all fenced in, by the way. You can go up to the fence. If you take a picture, that's a crime. If you speak negatively, as I am speaking and I have previously, about Monsanto, it is a crime. These are federal crimes for which you can be arrested. You can go to jail. These are felonies. Uh, and Monsanto, with their big-time lobbyists and their genetically modified foods, uh, they control Congress. They are one of those big international uh, corporations that control our Congress. 
They have purchased, they have bought our Congress. No question about it, because Congress passes all these laws. Argentina said, we're not going to put up with this anymore. For years, Monsanto's been doing business down there and defecating on the people. They wanted total control. Argentina happens to grow soybeans. They are the third largest producer of soybeans in the world. Well, we got two things that came up. Argentina three, in Argentina three years ago, Monsanto started building a plant, a multi-million dollar plant, uh, because they wanted to produce some other food product. And the people, after a while, after it was half up, this is about a year and a half ago, stopped them. They went out in demonstrations and marches, and they just made it difficult for Monsanto to proceed with the construction. Now, after three years, Monsanto announced this week that they are abandoning the plant. They are not going to do, they're not going to complete the construction of that plant, and they're going to take down whatever is there. Now, let's go to another thing that just happened uh, that's been ongoing and got resolved uh, this past week. Argentina said, we're going to inspect any food that people ship out of our country. Inspect to make sure that, you know, they're labeled properly, they're weighed properly, whatever you do for these inspections. And, of course, Monsanto, uh, big soybean business down there, Genetically modified soybeans, uh, and this is big stuff, big money. And Monsanto said, oh, fine, you want them inspected? No problem. We'll inspect them for you. In other words, they wanted the fox in the hen house. Monsanto wanted the right to inspect their own canned products and other foodstuffs that were being exported to make sure they complied whatever the whatever the Argentina laws were. It doesn't make sense to me in Argentina. It didn't make sense to them. And they said, what are you doing? You're crazy. We're not going to let you inspect that stuff. We put this law in effect because we don't trust you. Well, the matter was finally reserved in court, resolved in court rather, and Argentina won. Only they can inspect. Monsanto cannot. Let's talk about marijuana a little bit here. Uh, what I'm going to share with you now, you may or may not know. Most people are unaware, I think. And I'm, I'm doing it for no other reason than uh, it seems to be blossoming out there in the next few days may get bigger. Michelle and President Obama's daughter, Malia, Malia, am I pronouncing it correctly? Malia Obama, their oldest daughter, who goes to college, I think this fall or maybe a year from now, I'm not sure. Uh, there was a video on the Internet running around this past week, and I happened to see it, a very short video. It was at, you know, a teenager's outdoor party, whether it was for music or what, I don't know. But the kids were jumping up and down, their hands up in the air, yelling and screaming. And there behind, like in the second row, is Malia, and this video suggested that she was taking a drag on a joint. She was smoking pot. Well, I ran the video several times, and quite frankly, I couldn't tell if she was for sure. Could be. Got to say it that way, but couldn't say for sure. Uh, I'm sure her mother and father took good care of her when she got home. She ain't ever going to do this again if she did it. 
this is growing up pains as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I went through it with some of my children. And if you go back, uh, how many years now? You go back 65, 70 years with me. I probably did stupid things. We didn't have marijuana when I was a kid. But I probably did stupid things, probably alcohol and got in similar trouble. Anyhow, the point I want to make is pot is still a violation of federal law. There will be this year 600,000 arrests. This year, 600,000 arrests of people for smoking a joint. You heard me, for smoking a joint or carrying a little bit of pot on them or having a, a, a pipe with the residue in there. And this is because of the federal law. Now, at the same time, the President Obama's uh, commuting all these sentences of people who are in jail for many, many years because they were caught with, with an ounce of pot or they were smoking a joint or what have you, we still have this foolish federal law on the books, which Obama doesn't try to remove. And his daughter isn't going to get arrested if this thing is true. She'll get a pass. But what about the other 600,000 people? Uh, it's just not fair. It's not right. Recently, meaning this past week, uh, the DEA, the Drug Enforcement Administration, came out with a ruling. This is the second time they've made this ruling in recent years. They said cannabis, marijuana, is of no medical value. Do you hear me? No medical value. Uh, and... Uh, this means that, it's a, that it can't be used for medical purposes. It's against the law. Now, I know states are using it for medical purposes. I know and you know states are permitting people to smoke pot. It's no crime whether you're doing it for medicinal purposes or for pleasure. But the DEA says no medical value means it's still a crime, which means the big pharmaceutical houses have won again, all right? Uh, the DEA are is a puppet with regard to the pharmaceutical houses. This just happened last week. Now, how does this affect everything? Well, those states where you have medicinal um, marijuana shops, where you have, you can do it for pleasure, they, people sell it there and you can use it, uh, the people who are running these businesses are making a lot of money. The marijuana farms, they're making a lot of money. This is a big business. And there's a problem. It violates federal law. It doesn't violate the state law where they're using it, but it violates the federal law because Obama has failed to have that. And I don't understand why federal law changed except because he was bowing, kowtowing to the pharmaceutical uh, uh, industry. So what does it mean? Well, you have federal banks in these states. They will not accept an account from a marijuana business, a legal marijuana business in the state. They will not permit an account to be open, which means also, because they're afraid the federal government's going to arrest them, which means also that the local banks won't permit these legitimate businesses to open an account in their bank. Now, how do you run a business and a successful business without having the capacity to bank, write checks, make loans, et cetera, et cetera? And what's happened now is crime is up. Crime is up in these states where pot is legitimate because the owners of these businesses deal in cash and always have around them large amounts of cash. So the crime rate is up. People are 
finding out where the cash is and stealing it. It's become a big business, the crime of stealing the profits and or proceeds from marijuana sales in these states. Now I want to get into briefly some politics here in our country. Uh, it gets crazier and crazier every week. I find it interesting. I'm addicted to politics. I'm a junkie. But it just sometimes I have to spin my head. Uh, let's, let, let's go through some things I'd like to share with you. Trump should provide his tax returns. Every president's been doing it since about 1980. Uh, it's not a legal thing, but everyone does it. She, uh, Hillary's already done it. He won't. And he won't. And we all know why. The audit's a bullshit reason. He know, There's got to be things in there that don't help him, are not good for him. Maybe he doesn't have all the money, he says. Maybe he is borrowing from Russian banks or other Soviet uh, banks in other little countries. I don't know. No one knows unless they can check the tax returns. We ain't ever going to see them. Okay? But it is wrong. Tomorrow, tomorrow, Donald Trump gets his first briefing, his intelligence briefing, as a presidential candidate, a classified briefing, okay, where he is told things that uh, other people don't know, and we don't know. Now, he and Hillary are going to know because our government says we should share secretive information about our security, et cetera, with the candidates before even the election. So whoever's elected is prepared to do what is ever necessary. They know what's going on. So the briefing of Trump tomorrow is going to be about major threats against our country, emerging concerns, okay, and other world-sensitive information. I don't trust Trump. I believe this man at some point is going to reveal something that he has been told in secret about our government or our business or our security. And he won't do it intelligently because he intentionally, he won't do it intentionally. I just think the man is a loose cannon. He is demented. And at some point in one of these speeches, he's going to blurt out, I know this, they told me. Mark my words. And then what do you do? The man, the man is not dependable. With all due respect to, uh, to you who support him, the man is a loose cannon. He is a sociopath. The worst thing for us would be to have him as president. Now, I want to talk to you about Hillary for a moment. Uh, Hillary. She was found not to have any criminal responsibility for the emails. The head of the, the director, Kumi, Jim Kumi of the FBI, went out of his way to say there was this and there was that, and he had this long speech, you know, extreme negligence, et cetera, et cetera, but nothing criminal. Now the committee in Congress has said we want to see, number one, Kumi, Kumi was wrong. What a prosecutor does is when they find they made an investigation that's public, they come out and say we either have sufficient evidence or insufficient evidence to indict, period. They don't go on with this long explanation that he made because now a congressional committee wants, they want the complete transcript of her interview under oath, which means this bullshit's going to go on, and this didn't have to be if the FBI director had done this properly. 
I don't even know if his supplying this information to a, a congressional committee is legal because he works for the Justice Department. He's not the head of justice. He may be the head of the FBI, but the head of the, the FBI itself is a subsidiary in the Department of Justice. So we're going to have problems there, obviously political at this time of the year. Wrong move, waste of time, waste of money. Which brings me back to Trump. Paul Manafort is his campaign manager. Trump has many times in this campaign so far spoke well of Putin, said we should be friends with Russia. We'd all like to be friends with Russia. We should have no enemies in the world, but things don't work that way. And we should be friends with Russia. Wouldn't it be wonderful, folks, if we were friends with Russia? Why? I don't know. Some people suspect, and the news people, the media, they say he's borrowed, he couldn't borrow money in this country anymore, and he's been borrowing money from Russia and some of the Soviet countries or the Russian countries there. And could be. That would show up, by the way, in his tax returns. Paul Manafort... It was just announced this week. This is crazy. Uh, he was paid by the Ukraine, the bad ones, the ones supported by the Russian government, Ukraine, $12.7 million. Okay, $12.7 million out of a secret ledger cash fund off the books. There's a record of it. It's a secret ledger. I don't know how they got it, how it became public, but it came out this week. Now, <laughs> Manafort, we understand, is close to Putin. He's, he's been doing business over there for years, not running campaigns, but running other things. This guy's been doing business all over Eastern Europe. Uh, and is it true? I don't know. I think it's got to be investigated further. I've got a feeling it is true. because And Manafort's there. Uh, to get Trump elected, and so then Trump will be close to Putin. And what makes me suspicious of this whole thing, it was announced yesterday on television that Manafort is not being paid a penny as campaign manager for Trump. Not a penny. There is a written agreement they showed on television that says Paul Manafort is doing this whole thing for nothing and will not get one penny for his efforts. Now, does that make sense? This guy's spending all this time. Well, if he has $12.7 million from Ukraine, he can afford it. Uh, does it mean if Trump wins then? He's got a, he's got a friend in court, so to speak, and he's going to be able to get big favors done through the President of the United States for and on behalf of the Russians. That's what's going on out there. It's crazy. Uh, I want to go to Venezuela quickly. I keep going to Venezuela. I've been talking about Venezuela for three years. When Nicolas Maduro, Maduro first became president, he ran out of toilet paper. The people are still out of toilet paper in Venezuela. Uh, it's a necessity of life. Think about it if you don't have toilet paper. In the year 2014, uh, the food supply was down 28%. There was not enough food for the people. 28% of what they needed was not there. The next year, 2015, last year, 75% of the food was not there. 
There was there was they needed 100% of food to feed their people. They only had 25% food. The other 75% they couldn't produce. Now it is 2016. We don't have numbers anymore. We don't have percentages anymore. It has been labeled by Nicolas Maduro as a famine. The people two and three weeks ago it was reported were killing their dogs and cats and eating them. Okay? It was reported last week that in many cities, not just one city, the people are sneaking into the zoos in the middle of the night and they started stealing rabbits and little animals like that. And this past weekend, I think it was Friday they did this, they went into the major zoo in Caracas and there was a black stallion. The next morning when the zoo people came in, all that was left of the stallion was his head and his ribcage. That's how bad things are. And nobody's helping them. I don't know. Uh, and these are bad people. Maduro's really a puppet for the military. What are they going to do next for food? I wrote a column on it. It's going to be in this week's Conk Life, which hits the stands tomorrow. I suggest the next thing left is cadavers. What else is there? What else is there for food? They've been through the garbage. They've been through whatever grows out of the ground that really isn't food. There is a dire problem there. Babies are dying. Kids are dying. Everyone's got a big belly, though, because they're getting the wrong foods. So I'm just sharing, bringing to your attention. If you have a chance, you can find it on my T. Westlew website. Uh, read the column this week uh, titled, I, here's what I called it. I called it, Mommy, I'm Hungry. Mommy, I'm Hungry. Because those three words spell out, save right on what's going on in Venezuela, how bad the situation is. Okay. Now, Merkel. Merkel, the, the prime minister of Germany. Uh, big woman, tough woman, beat the shit out of Greece for a couple of years. She runs the Euro Union. Germany's got the most money in the Euro Union of anybody. Her popularity's been dropping this year, okay? 64% of the study came out last week. 64% of the people do not want her to run again. Uh, and what are her problems? Well, number one, all this money they put into the Euro Union to to loan to countries that aren't paying back. She thought they would pay back. Germany's running out of money. They depended on the payment of those loans, the reduction and interest payments. Now, they're getting broke a little bit at a time. They're not there yet, but they're damn close. Okay, that's bothering them. Uh, the other thing are all these refugees. They took in a couple of hundred thousand refugees. Merkel told everybody we should take in a lot of refugees. The people hate her because the refugees, the Muslims, have taken over in many places. They're disruptive. They're raping women. Okay? Uh, they're raping children. They're, they're committing all kinds of crimes. And she doesn't know what the hell to do with them because she's got too many in her country. And the worst thing was last month, on July 17th, an Afghan refugee, only 17 years old, went onto a train and took an axe and took some knives, okay? And he injured 15 people. And he he's, it was established he's a member of ISIS. He, as he hit the people and knifed them and axed them, he was yelling, Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, okay? So that's what's happening there. Merkel's on her way out. That's the show for this week. Uh, I hope you have enjoyed. I thank you for joining me. 
Come back again next week. All I know is, and I love you people, every week the numbers are better and better for this show. Uh, as I told you, i got advertisers now, big-time advertisers. I am impressed. Uh, if you enjoy the show, please listen. And ask your friends to listen. You also know the show is archived. Most of you listen to it during the week in the archived versions on Block Talk Radio. You talk, and it's also uh, linked on my Key West Lou website. Uh, and what else can I tell you? Again, thank you. Have a good week. Look forward to being with you next Tuesday night.